Hello, everybody. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Audible. That's the world's top provider of downloadable audiobooks. Uh, they have hundreds and thousands of audiobooks, fiction, non-fiction, all kinds of things. And because they sponsor this podcast, uh, it means that uh, you can download an audiobook of your choice free as part of a 30-day trial membership with Audible, okay? Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash teacher Luke or click an Audible logo on my website and you can set start up your trial choose an audiobook, download it free, and then like cancel the membership, you can keep the audiobook, all right? It's brilliant. Or you can continue with your membership and just continue to to get a new audiobook every month, and it's brilliant, all right? Okay, so check it out. That's good. All right, then. So here is the new episode, and here's the jingle starting now. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. Here is another episode for you to listen to. Another new episode. They're coming in thick and fast at the moment. Now, um, this one is all about the Luke's English Podcast anecdote competition. And I'd just like to let you know that voting is now open in the first round of this competition. You can now listen to all of the anecdotes that have been sent to me on the page for this episode. And you can vote for your favourites using a simple poll. Um, I'll give you the full details and uh, instructions in this episode. I'm also going to talk about the results of the podcast survey that I did uh, recently. And also I'll talk about a couple of other things, including the top countries for Luke's English Podcast this week. Um, to find the page for this episode, just go to teacherluke.co.uk. And there should be a link on the right-hand side of the page. You see a big list there of recent podcast episodes. You can find uh, the link to this episode on the right, or you can find it in the episode archive. So please do visit, have a listen to those anecdotes, and vote. Okay? Um, all right, then. You will notice that there are quite a few entries there. In fact, it's a grand total of 56 I got 56 anecdotes. Now, I know that is rather a lot. That's rather a lot for you and me to listen to and to process and judge and all that stuff. 56 is quite a lot. Um, but I hope that you do listen to them all. To be honest, you probably can't listen to them all in one sitting. You can't just listen to them all in one go. It would take too long. Um, so I suggest that you visit the page a few times um, and uh, sort of listen to some on one occasion and do some voting and then keep going and so on, all right? Um, in any case, regardless of the number of listens and votes that each anecdote receives, um, I will also have a deciding influence on who gets through to the next round, okay? So it'll be your votes, but also uh, I'm a judge in this as well, so it's going to be a combination. The number of votes is the most important factor, but also as a judge of the competition, 
I also will give kudos points to certain entries if I think it's necessary. Uh, in the end, we will whittle down the 56 entries to just 10 entries uh, for the next round of the competition. Um, just a reminder for how you can find the page for the episode. If you've subscribed to the mailing list, then an email should automatically arrive in your inbox later today. It might already be there, in fact. Um, and then just open that email and click the link and Bob's your uncle, you'll be on the page for the episode. Um, and that works best on a computer, okay? Uh, my website doesn't really look very good on a mobile, which is a bit of a problem, I know. The mobile theme of my website doesn't, very, doesn't work very well, I'm afraid. Um, so it'll probably work best if you visit it from a computer, you know, like a desktop or laptop or something like that. I think an iPad is all right, but mobile phones, they... The, the mobile theme's a bit of a disaster, to be honest with you. I need to get that fixed. Um, so you can vote for as many anecdotes as you like. So you can vote as many times as you like. And also, repeat votes are allowed. Like, you can change your votes if you want to. That means that you can, for example, visit one day, check out some of the anecdotes and vote, and then come back another day and change your vote, you know, and, and include some new votes if you want to, if you've listened to some new stuff. Um, so repeat votes are allowed, but you can't vote for yourself more than once. Um, in fact, you can't vote for any of the entries more than once. You can just change your votes, you know, and update it. Um, voting will close in about three weeks on the 21st of October, okay? 21st of October, that's when voting will close. Um, then the next step is that the votes will be counted and the top 10 anecdotes will go through to round two. Uh, round two will be an episode of this podcast, and I will play the top 10 anecdotes, and then there will be another round of voting after that. And then finally, the winner will be the one that um, gets the most votes from that list of 10. And uh, that winner will either win some Luke's English Podcast merchandise of some kind, like a mug or a bag or um, a t-shirt or something, or the winner will be briefly interviewed by me on the podcast. And that could be a chance for me to ask some more questions about the story, uh, find out a little bit more about the person who told the story, or ask some questions that uh, my listeners may have sent in. Okay, so that's it. So check out the page for this episode, have a listen to those anecdotes, and vote for your favourites. Okay, so you're now judges in this competition, and it's completely up to you to choose your judging criteria. You can kind of judge these anecdotes in any way that you like. You could, for example, think about the English being used, think about the, the sort of level of fluency and the range of English being used. You could think about the structure of the anecdote, like the way it's been put together. Um, you could consider whether or not the person followed all of my rules or if they managed to break some of the rules, in your opinion, because uh, there were a few rules. You could consider whether the person followed my advice, you know, because I gave some tips on how to do a good anecdote. Like, did they follow those bits of advice or did they do it in a more original way? Um, or perhaps most importantly, simply, how much did you enjoy listening to the story? That's probably the best way of judging it. In fact, overall effect, the overall effect of, let's say, an anecdote in this situation is perhaps the most important factor. And that's true for things like Cambridge exams as well. If you're taking a, a Cambridge exam and you have to do some writing or some speaking, um, the examiners are judging not just the grammatical accuracy of the English being used in those tasks. They're also judging 
you on perhaps more important things like whether or not you achieved the task and what the overall effect uh, was on the person listening or reading to the English that you produced. So think about that, you know, think about it like a Cambridge examiner would think about it. What's the overall effect? Is it enjoyable? Is it fun to listen to? Did, did you find the story gripping or not? Um, so think about those things, not just, you know, the specifics of, you know, accuracy in English, because ultimately it's all about communicating feelings and ideas rather than speaking uh, in total, totally perfect English, you know. Um, so all the recordings are displayed in a playlist on my uh, site and the voting poll is available there too. Okay, so that's the announcement about the um, anecdote competition. Um, go ahead and start voting. Uh, next in this episode, I'd like to talk about the results of the survey that I um, put onto my website recently. So a few episodes ago, I um, told you that I'd put a survey up on my website and I asked everyone to go and vote. And it was basically a survey to see what kind of episodes of the podcast you, you like to listen to. And there was a big list of all these different types. Let's see if I can find it. Hold on a minute. Uh, let me have a little look, see if I can just have a, uh, I can find that. So um, at the moment, there are 6,697 votes on this survey, um, which is definitely not everyone who listens to this podcast, but it's quite a good number. And um, so the categories were things like, uh, I like episodes in which Luke talks about subjects in some depth, or ones in which he interviews friends or family, or ones where uh, I explain vocabulary or ones where I talk about traveling experiences or uh, teach grammar or um, play some comedy and then explain the comedy, uh, talk about language learning in general um, or episodes featuring sort of role plays, acted out role plays. There aren't many episodes like that. Um, episodes where I'm just rambling without any particular focus um, or episodes where I teach pronunciation, or stuff about accents, episodes about movies and movie reviews, or uh, episodes where I make fun of movies like Taken, um, or episodes um, in which I do sort of these improvised made-up stories, um, or episodes where I uh, respond to questions and comments from my listeners, uh, and episodes that feature uh, competitions in which listeners can speak on the podcast. Okay, so that's kind of an example of the, the the different categories that were available in the survey. So the results have come through, and I want to talk about them. Uh, in fact, I'm responding specifically to a listener who commented on the website recently. The listener is called Catherine Bear. Um, in fact, she's the top commenter on Luke's English podcast on teacherluke.co.uk uh, recently. And her comment goes like this. She said, Luke, do the survey results meet your expectations? Or are you surprised about some points? Um, I hope that folks have answered just once from one device so that you could get an accurate picture. But maybe you don't mind. Thanks, Kat. Um, well, Kat, um, let me talk to you about the results of the survey now. So first of all, I'm not completely surprised. No, no, but great shocks or surprises. Maybe, maybe slight sense of disappointment about one thing, uh, but generally, I'm quite uh, what's the word for it? Unsurprised by the results, which is quite good. Um, generally, it shows that my listeners prefer these types of episodes. All right, so these are the. It seems these are the top episodes. In fact, hold on a minute. In fact, the most 
the most popular type of episodes um, is the type of episode where I just uh, talk about one subject in some depth. For example, ones where I talk about British politics, or I talk about telling jokes, or I talk about culture shock, or I talk about vampires, or I talk about Britishness. You know, those ones where I just talk about one thing in depth, like I guess sort of the episode about Muhammad Ali recently, uh, those sorts of things. Um, that's the most popular one with 11% of the votes. And then in second place, uh, we have episodes in which I talk to friends or family, uh, interviews or conversations with friends or family. And I imagine that probably includes those episodes with Amber and Paul. And they are in that, that type of episode is in second place with 9% of the vote. Now, these percentages, it makes it sound like not many people voted, right? 11%, only 11, only 9. Um, well, actually, um, it, it just shows that the, the voting is very spread out and that there isn't one massively popular type compared to all the others. So it's not like one type has got 50% of the vote. The voting is actually very well, very uh, spread out. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, the third most popular, also with 9%, um, is the type of episode in which I explain vocabulary. So idiomatic expressions, phrasal verbs, slang, or vocab for other specific subjects. So that's 9%. The next category, 8%, um, episodes in which I talk about my traveling experiences. So those seem to be quite popular. Things like sick in Japan, traveling in Indonesia, or my holidays in Thailand uh, recently. Um, and that's got 8%. And then the fifth one is um, episodes in which I uh, explain grammar. For example, verb tenses, conditional structures, and things like that. Okay, so those are the top five categories. Then um, the other categories, most of the other categories are sort of very, very similar in terms of their popularity. And we're looking at 6%, 5%, 4% of, of the votes going to most of the other categories. Um, um, so that's like everything else. At the bottom of the list, there are a couple of uh, episodes that seem to get the lower number of, of votes. So we're looking at sort of, um, well, 4% or just under 4% and 2%. So the 4% at the bottom, or just less than 4%, um, are the episodes in which... In fact, that wait a minute, there are two episodes with 4%. So there's the ones in which I uh, respond to questions and comments from listeners, like, you know, the Q&A type episodes where I just respond specifically to questions. And um, then uh, another type, which also has 4%, and those are the episodes in which I tell an improvised story like in the Phrasal Verb Chronicles, or the Talking Dog story, or the Prawn story, or the Pink Gorilla story, okay? Um, and then right down at the bottom with 2%, um, <laughs> at 2% we've got the ones in which um, there are competitions in which listeners uh, get to speak on the podcast, and 2% of the results were for that one, all right? Um, so... Let's see. First of all, what do I think about that? Well, I said I was a bit disappointed about one thing. Well, the, the thing I'm a bit disappointed about is the improvised stories. You know, those ones where I just make up a stupid story off the top of my head. Now, I shouldn't really be disappointed, to be honest, because those episodes, they're a bit of a risk and they are a bit of a, uh, what's the word? They're a bit experimental. And um, those are ones where I just think, right, I'm just going to try and 
create a, a narrative with no planning at all. I've got no idea where it's going to go. Now, it shouldn't really be a surprise that those stories often are a bit rambling and uh, a bit stupid, you know? But for me personally, I really enjoy doing that. And I have this hope that that kind of thing is very amusing. Um, but, you know, maybe they're kind of hit and miss, maybe even a bit bit more miss than hit. But I know that, for example, the Pink Gorilla story has got like this... I don't know if it's fair to say a hardcore following, but some people who listen to this podcast love the Pink Gorilla story and it's their favourite episode. So it seems that the people who like those types of episodes really, really like them and everyone else is a bit sort of like, you know, nonplussed about them. Um, And the other thing as well is that um, uh, people don't seem to be very enthusiastic about uh, competitions in which listeners speak on the podcast, which is... A little bit uh, awkward, isn't it? Considering that's exactly what I'm doing right now with the uh, anecdote competition. So, first of all, I'd just like to say I'm very happy that you know you like so many of my episodes and that the you know the, you've expressed the ones that you you like the most. Uh, and also, I'm sorry to disappoint you ever, um, but especially now because I'm. I I still uh, intend to do those improvised stories from time to time. And also, we're in the middle of a listener competition in which uh, some listeners will speak on the podcast. Um, Now, I understand why listener competitions are not at the top of the list. Um, You know, because probably you want to hear me or you want to hear other native speakers speaking English on this podcast. I totally get it. Of course I do. Uh, But I have my own reasons for doing these competitions, and I will still do them from time to time. I still think they're a worthwhile thing to do. Um, And it does match the aims I have for this podcast, which are to help people improve their English. And I think practicing, for example, uh, practicing an anecdote, learning how to tell a little story is a good thing to learn how to do. So even if sort of 56 people out there have improved their spoken English in this way, I think that, you know, I've achieved my aim to an extent. Also, this time with the anecdote competition, I guess what I've done by making it into rounds is that I'm going to get the cream of the crop. So we'll get the the top 10 uh, anecdotes. They will be played on the podcast and hopefully that will make it slightly more entertaining to listen to. Um, So um, nevertheless, I will, you know, I will continue to do it my way. Now, also, if you look at the results as a bar chart, which is how they show up when you vote, they kind of show up as, as a bar chart, you know, with the bars representing the percentage of votes. If you look at them as a, as a bar chart, the results can be a little bit misleading. And it looks like some of the bars in the chart are really quite short and therefore not very popular and other bars are much bigger. But if you look at the results like a pie chart, you know, like a, a circle, like a pizza, If you look at it like a pie chart, it's actually quite clear that the preferences of the audience are, in fact, quite evenly spread out. And you can see the results as a pie chart on the page for this episode. Um, Each slice of the pie or each slice of the pizza, um, although, to be honest, we don't say pizza. It's the real name for it is a pie chart. So each slice of the pie is actually quite similar in size. Uh, Everyone seems to have different preferences. It's not like one single episode type is vastly more popular than all the others. And really, it just goes to show that you can't please all the people all the time. And it would be unwise of me to try to please all of the people all the time. And in the end, it's my podcast 
and I'll do whatever I want and whatever I think is right based on my judgment and my experience. It's good to get some feedback from you and I will aim to produce more of the kinds of episodes that everyone seems to like while also satisfying my own inspiration. Like sometimes I just fancy doing something totally different on the podcast, something a bit unusual based on what's appealing to me at any given moment. Sometimes it's English language related uh, and you know the aims I have for this podcast and sometimes it's topic related and I think that's what keeps me interested in the project as a whole, that I can do exactly whatever I want. Unlike in a classroom situation in a school where, you know, I'm sort of obliged to do certain things because of the ethos of the organisation I work for or whatever or the the demands of that particular course, Uh, on the podcast I can do whatever I want. It's like a blank canvas. And I reckon that is what makes the podcast a bit original or at least unexpected sometimes. I know that uh, my listeners like the fact that they don't know what's coming next. You know, it's you can't really predict what the next episode is going to be about. And I find that to be fun. And I, I want to, you know, make it a little bit surprising sometimes. Imagine, for example, if I just stuck to a sort of conservative selection of generic topics with no surprises. It would be boring if it was always the same thing again and again. So I will mix it up a bit and I will continue to experiment with episodes like improvised stories if I feel like it. And in the end, I think it's about creating something authentic and hopefully enjoyable to listen to, whatever form that takes and whatever subject I'm talking about. Um, so I talked about you know the, the results at the bottom of the, um, of the list. Uh, But also, I'm quite heartened by the fact that most people seem to enjoy uh, the vast majority of the episodes that I do, because most of the time, I am talking about a subject in depth, or I'm explaining vocab, or I'm talking about traveling experiences, or I'm um, interviewing friends and family on the podcast. And these seem to be the most famous, uh, famous, popular, these are the most popular ones, and also talking about grammar. So that's what I do most of the time. That's the bread and butter of Luke's English podcast. So it's good to know that uh, you like uh, the vast majority of my output. Um, Right then, next thing I'd like to talk about um, are some listening uh, statistics. So specifically, where are all of the Lepsters? Where are you? And I want to talk about the top 20 countries listening to my podcast this week. Okay, I do this sometimes, don't I? I go through a list of countries and... um, we can find out uh, where Luke's English Podcast is most popular. So this is like the league table of uh, listeners for the podcast. And we start, I'm going to go through a list of 20, uh, my top 20 countries in the last seven days. And in 20th place, uh, we have uh, Mexico uh, there in 20th place. I mean, there are others. There's like hundreds of countries listening to this, but I'm just giving you the top 20. So Mexico there in 12th, in 20th place. Hola. Um, by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to try and say hello to all of you in all of these different languages now. Okay. So bear with me because I'm, I'm obviously I don't speak all of these languages. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try and put some music on in the background. What should we have? Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to try this one. How about this as background music? Uh, no, don't like that. Um, I think we will then go for... Um, let's try that one. Oh, 
Okay. All right. So this is going to be the music. So in 20th place, we have Mexico. Hola, como estas? Then in 19th place, it's Thailand. Sabadi cap. Sabadi, sabadi cap. Sabadi cap. Okay, that's my attempt at speaking Thai. Now, this is going to be embarrassing for me because I can't speak these languages properly, but I'm going to give it my best shot. So that was 19th position, Thailand, Sabadi Cup. Then we've got Vietnam in 18th place. Uh, Chao Ban. Chao Ban, Vietnam. Then in uh, 17th place, it's Taiwan. Ni Hao. Ni Hao. Uh, I think that's hello in your language. Then we've got uh, 16th place, and it's Turkey. So let me try and say hello in Turkish. Merhaba. Merhaba. I don't know if that's right. Merhaba. Hello, Turkey. Then in, uh, what is it, 15th place, we've got my uh, host nation, and that's France, where I live. Salut. Salut tout le monde. Ça va? Ça va bien? Uh, Then we've got Switzerland in 14th place, and obviously they speak all sorts of different languages in Switzerland. A bit of German. It's not really German. It's Swiss German. It's like German without the rules. Swiss, German, French, Italian, and what? Romance as well. Now, I've just got uh, German and French because I think they're probably the most common languages. So, hallo, hallo. I think that's how you say it in Germany. Hallo or salut in French. Then in, um, what is it? 13th position. Uh, Surprisingly, we have Australia. And they speak English in Australia. Well, it's a kind of English. You could call it English. Of course, it's English. I'm just joking. But, uh, g'day, Australia. How you going? That's how you say hello in Australia. G'day. It's, it basically means good day. Good day. But they say, g'day. G'day, mate. How you going? G'day, mate. How are you going? Which is like, hello. How are you? G'day, mate. How you going? Then, um, what? I've lost count of the numbers. 15, 14, 13, 12th position. We have Brazil. Brazil. Hola. 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 Okay. Fine. Hello. Hello, Brazil. Hola. Uh, Then in uh, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11th place, again, surprisingly, because they speak English in this country, again, a kind of English, uh, it's the United States of America. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Terrible. Terrible American accent. Hi, guys. How are you? How are you doing? What's up? Uh, No. (laughs) <laughs> I can do a good American accent if I try. If I try and do a normal Ameri- American accent. Hey guys, how are you? How are you? I don't know. Depends on which part of America you're from, right? How y'all doing out there in America? Or, hi guys. Hey, hey all my American listeners. It's great to have you with me on my podcast. Hello, America. Then in, is this 10th position now? I keep losing count. 15, 14, 13, 12, 11. 10th position is Germany. Hello. Hello, Germany. Nice to have you with me. In ninth position, it's Ukraine. And this is a difficult one, all right? Now, I'm going to try and do this in Russian because I understand that people speak Russian in Ukraine. I think people speak Ukrainian as well, but I'm sorry, I don't know how to say hello in Ukrainian. I'm sorry about that. But I'm going to try it in Russian and let's uh, see. If I'm not exactly Russian to say this word because it could be embarrassing. Oh, what just happened? Oh my god, I just did the Russian joke. I thought I was never going to do that again. (laughs) Uh, I'm not in a hurry to say this because it could be embarrassing, you know. 
So here we go. Zdrasdeutsche. Uh, Zdrasdeutsche. How was it? Zdrasdeutsche. Zdrasdeutsche. Hello, Ukraine. Then in. Uh, okay, I keep losing count. It's eighth position. It's Italy. Ciao. Ciao, bella. It's easy to say ciao in Italian. Ciao. You know. Um, okay, that's Italy. And then we've got um, one, two, three, four, four, six, seventh position is Poland. And it's difficult for me to say hello in Polish as well. Oh, what happened to the music? It's disappeared. The music's gone. Oh, my God, it's a shambles. All right, let's try th this track then. Okay. So this is what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I can I can I not count or what? What's the problem with my uh, counting abilities? I'm an English teacher. I'm I'm not a mathematician. You see, you don't need to do maths to count. Anyway, Poland are in seventh position. This is a difficult one. It's a short word, but I find it difficult. Chest, 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 or hey, hey, chest. Hello, Poland. You're in seventh position. Sixth position is South Korea. Yebuseo. Uh, Yebuseo. 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 What's up, South Korea? Thanks for listening to my podcast. Then in fifth position, so that we're now into the top five countries, we've got Spain. Hola. Como estas? How are you doing, Spain? Where are the sombreros? Donde están los sombreros? No one has told me where the sombreros are yet. I still need to know where the sombreros are. Don't ask me why I need to know that. It's just the only thing I can say in Spanish. Well, I can say, Hola, como estas? Donde están los sombreros? And uno hamburguesa de patatas fritas, por favor. Because I'm an English man. And of course, uh, my experience of going to Spain was that I went to Spain for the sunshine uh, the wonderful, friendly people, and also for the English food. <laughs> oh, English tourists in Spain are an embarrassment. They really are. Then, in fourth position, it's my people. It's the United Kingdom. All right? All right, mate. How's it going? All right? I mean, there's so many different ways of saying hello in the UK, depending on what accent you've got. But if you're in London, all right, how's it going? All right, mate. Yeah, thanks for listening to my podcast. If you are from Birmingham, all right, how's it going? You're from Birmingham. That's amazing. I'm sort of from Birmingham myself. I'm from Solihull. So I sort of, I don't have the full on Birmingham accent. I've got the sort of a posh brummy accent. It's not a, it's not a full-on Brummie accent. In fact, when I normally speak, I don't speak with a Brummie accent because, you know, I, like, I grew up in a BBC household and uh, we all spoke posh, you know, because I'm from posh ends, you know what I mean? Anyway, I love the Birmingham accent. It's, it's brilliant. So, all right, how's it going? Nice to have you with me if you're from Birmingham. Um, there's other accents. All right, how's it going? You're from Manchester, like that, oh yeah. All right, how's it? How, how are you? You're all right, Liverpool. You know, uh, why I? Uh, I'm from Newcastle. That sort of thing. Hello to the entire United Kingdom, because apparently all 65 million of you are listening to my podcast, including the Queen. Uh, in third position, we have Japan. And konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Uh, genki de... Oh, genki desu ka? Genki. Genki, genki. Hi. Okay. 
Hi, Japan. By the way, Ogenki Deska, Ogenki is like, you all right? All right? Genki. If you're Genki, it means you're like sort of healthy, fit, in good in good mood, in a good condition. Uh, Ogenki Deska. It's like, all right? All right, mate? Yeah. Then, second country. In second place. Is this going to be a surprise? Or maybe not. It's Russia in second place. And that means I now have to say hello in Russian again. I'll let you make that joke. Obviously, I'm taking my time again. What I've done, right, to help me pronounce these uh, words in different languages is I've, I've, I've listened to Google Translate saying the words, like, for example, this is Japanese. Konnichiwa. Very slow. Like a drunk Japanese girl, wasn't it? Konnichiwa. This is her speaking at normal speed. Konnichiwa. 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 Jesus, you need to cut down on the drinking, love. Konnichiwa. That's better. So that's normal. And this is drunk Japanese. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Okay, go to bed, love. You're drunk. Um, so I listened to Google Translate saying the saying the the words, and then I've like transcribed it in sort of English, a sort of phonetic English. So Zdrasdeutsche uh, is literally like Zdrasdeutsche, and then like yeah at the end, like yeah man, yeah Zdrasdeutsche. Okay, Zdrasdeutsche, Zdrasdeutsche. I have to sound like a serious Russian person. Zdrasdeutsche. Is that right? Because I imagine Russian people look, you know, they can be pretty serious, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And then in first position, ladies and gentlemen, it is, of course, China. China are up there in first place. Ni hao. Um, it's nice to have China with me. I don't get many comments from China on the website. Um, China apparently is full of ninjas, even though ninjas are Japanese. I don't know what the Chinese version of a ninja is. I don't know what that is. But anyway, there's lots of them in China and they're all listening to my podcast, but they're not visible. They're all invisible because they don't comment on the website. I think in some places the website is in fact like blocked in China. So some people, the the Chinese are like stealthy when they listen to my podcast because I think some of them use like proxy servers or VPN access to get to my website uh, or to listen to the podcast. And so many of the Chinese people listening might actually be accessing the, the podcast via uh, the internet from another country. So they might be showing up as like Russian or American uh, listeners when in fact they're Chinese. But anyway, ni hao. Thank you very much for listening to my podcast. Um, China, Russia, Japan, top three countries. And sometimes Russia are the first, sometimes Japan are the first, sometimes China are the first. I think overall, uh, over the um, over the whole sort of seven and a half years I've been doing this, I think Russia come out as number one with China and Japan sort of vying for second position. But there's there we go, the top 20 countries. Uh, thank you all of you for listening. And if you're not in the top 20, then, you know, you need to spread the word about Luke's English Podcast in your country and get more and more people listening. If you're not at number one, for example, if you're in Russia, then uh, you might need to spread the word as well. But um, I think my top city, my top city is Moscow. 
And um, I think that's like the place where the most Lepsters are is, is in Moscow. Um, okay, so thank you again for listening to my podcast and also spread the word if you can. I just want to give a shout out again to the Transcript Collaboration team. This is the team of listeners who are responsible for uh, collaborating to write transcripts. And you're doing a great job. Thank you so much. There are more and more transcripts are being added to the uh, completed folder um, all the time. And um, as I've said before, we need to find a way of proofreading those things and then getting them published so that everyone can see them. I mean, you can see them now. You just need to go to the Google Document folder Check out the website um, and click on transcripts and you can read all about the collaboration project and all the other stuff. And the, the collaboration project is is working really well. Originally, it was a suggestion by a listener called Dimitri and uh, it's it's a success um, and if for many reasons, uh, not least because those people who are taking the time to transcribe the episodes are really going through a sort of a, um, an intensive workout for their listening and grammar and vocabulary skills as well, because just transcribing five episodes of a podcast, especially uh, those ones which are conversations, um, that's really difficult. And it really focuses you to, uh, it really forces you to focus on the specific things that are being said. And also by collaborating with other listeners, you can write out your transcript, uh, share it with other listeners, and they can then check what you've written and sort of proofread it and stuff like that. And it's like this amazing sort of a collective way of uh, testing your listening and, and uh, expanding your vocab. So um, there are some very dedicated listeners working on the transcripts. So it's good for their English. It's good for me because it sort of, you know, expands the number of transcripts I have available for my episodes. And it's good for everyone else because it means that you've got, you know, lots of transcriptions of episodes available for you to read. Um, so thank you very much, uh, especially to Antonio and to Piotr from um, from Poland. Antonio from Spain, Piotr from, from Poland. Uh, both of those guys are sort of managing the, 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 the team, managing the project. So, you know, thumbs up. Thank you very much. Um, just a couple of other announcements before we finish this episode. One of those is um, I just wanted to mention the comedy shows in Paris. Now, most of you obviously can't come to Paris. You can't um, you you can't travel all the way to Paris. Uh, and most of you are in you know as we know China, Russia, Japan, wherever the United Kingdom, whatever. Uh, but you know I do get quite a lot of people coming to Paris for various reasons, and they want to come and see a comedy show that I'm doing. Now, you know that for, uh, like, most of last year, I was doing a two-man show with Paul Taylor called Sorry We're English, which was uh, 8 o'clock every Thursday evening at the Pan Am Art Cafe. We're not doing that anymore. That show has stopped. Uh, Paul is is doing his own solo show, which he was doing before, and he's continuing with that. You can see his show. Just go to paultaylorcomedy.com and you can find out the details of his live shows, um, which are in English and in French. Um, and But for me, I'm not doing like a, a solo show or even a two-man show. I'm just taking part in um, other people's shows uh, every now and then. Maybe once a week or once every two weeks, I will be on stage. And there are various shows that I'm taking part in. So if you're in Paris and you want to come and see me perform comedy on stage, then what you should do is check my, uh, again, check my website and you'll see a link in the menu that says comedy shows. And click there and you'll see listings of um, any shows that I'm going to be doing. And then you can come and see them. Um, 
Also, you should follow my Facebook page for my comedy stuff. So I've got another Facebook page. It's called Luke Thompson Comedy. And uh, follow Luke Thompson Comedy on Facebook and you will get updates of shows that I'm doing and other little links and things that I share. Okay. Um, So uh, my next show will be on the 13th of October. That is this coming Thursday. And I'm performing at a show called Sugar Sammy and Friends. Sugar Sammy is um, a huge, hugely famous comedian from Canada. And he's like, um, he comes from an Indian background, um, but he's like Canadian from Quebec. And I mean, some of you out there might know Russell Peters. Russell Peters is a hugely famous uh, comedian from Canada, and he's also from an Indian background. And he does lots of comedy about uh, people from different countries. He does jokes about Indian people, Chinese people, um, you know, all sorts of different types of things. He's very, very funny and very famous. Sugar Sammy is like sort of uh, the next... uh, I mean, he's sort of competing in terms of his popularity with uh, Russell Peters. So you've got Russell Peters and Sugar Sammy are the two of the most famous Canadian comedians. And Sugar Sammy has moved from Canada to Paris because he wants to um, start up his stand-up comedy career again in France. So he wants to become like the king of comedy here in France. And he's very funny and brilliant. And I mean, really funny improviser. And so he's doing shows in English, and I'm delighted to say that he's invited me to perform at his show sometimes. I did it uh, last week, and it was lots of fun, and I'm doing it again next week. Um, so you'll find the details of that uh, show um, on uh, my website, um, but just search for Sugar Sammy and Friends, and you'll find the details. Um, and I'll be performing at other shows as well. Just check out the, uh, the, the page on my website or on my Facebook page as well. Okay. Uh, next thing I'd like to say is um, I want to just mention that uh, there was a meeting of Japanese Lepsters in Tokyo recently organized by um, a, a listener called Hideki Kanazawa. Um, and Hideki um, told me about this meeting. And I just wanted to share this with you, everyone. So Hideki sent me a message saying, hello, Luke, how are you? Hi, Hideki. I'm fine, thanks. I'm, I'm feeling genki. Um, And Hideki said, as I said before, we had the very first meeting today. Five people came and we talked about your how your podcast is amazing. Oh, thanks. Uh, We also shared a lot of information, mainly about English. Um, And um, he said it was really, really fun and amazing. We're going to hold another meeting soon. We also took some photos and I'm, I'm hoping to put one of those photos on the page so you can see it. And Hideki closed his uh, message by saying, thank you again for supporting my idea. I really appreciate it. Cheers. So I'm very glad, uh, Hideki, that you and some other Lepsters in in Tokyo got together like that. Now, I know that was only five people, okay? I know it's only five, but it's not quality, is it? It's quantity. What? (laughs) It's the other way around. It's not quantity, it's quality. You know, it's quality, not quantity. I'm going to just write that because I wrote that wrong. It's quality, not quantity. Well, that really sort of removed the impact of that statement, didn't it? It's about quality, not quantity. So even though it was only five people, it was five magical, wonderful people. But anyway, it's a start, isn't it? It's a start. And maybe if this continues to happen, more and more listeners can get together 
to socialise, to chat in English, to talk about English and that kind of thing. And I suggest that, you know, you could consider trying to get together with other listeners um, in your town, wherever you are. Um, one way to do that would be to set up a face group, Facebook group for it and let me know. And then I can sort of let people know that there's a Facebook group happening for a, a, a Luke's English podcast meeting in your area. And then one thing will lead to another. And Bob's your uncle. You've got a little party going on. So um, nice one, Hideki, for getting together. It looks like you had a really great time. Uh, by the way, I'm hoping to come to Japan in April of next year because Japan is a place that my wife and I have wanted to visit for ages. Now, you know that I used to live there, so I want to go and revisit the place. And, and also, I just want to show my wife everything and uh, just share the cool things about Japan with her. And she is um, just slightly obsessed with all things Japanese. So we're really keen to go to Japan. And there's a like an 85, 90% chance that we'll be visiting in April if all things go according to plan. And perhaps I can arrange a gig or like a stand-up gig there or some sort of an event of some kind if we manage to save up enough money to come to Japan. So we will see and I'll keep you posted. Um, as for my other plans, you know, like the world tour that I was talking about before, uh, my plans to visit other places and to do events or stand-up shows, uh, the idea, that idea is sort of on hold at the moment because... I'm working on another project which I've been putting off for ages and that's a, a business English online course that I'm I'm making at the moment. So that's my priority and I've said to myself that I must finish that before I start other things. So before I come to your town, before I come to Moscow or St. Petersburg or Prague or Spain or wherever, before I do that, um, I have to finish my online course uh, first. And in fact, the online course is something that you should really be interested in because what I'm doing is I'm attempting to pull together everything I know about business English. So particularly about speaking in uh, business scenarios, like in meetings or negotiations or presentations or on the telephone or in social situations. I'm trying to pull all of that together because I've been teaching that for 10 years. And um, it's something that I've never done on Luke's English Podcast. And I've chosen never to do business English on this podcast because I was saving it for, you know, special business-focused content. So I'm developing an online course, which I plan to launch uh, as soon as I've got it done. And uh, I'm sure that lots of you will be interested in that. So again, I'll keep you posted on that as well. But until I've done that and launched it, I won't be going anywhere because I've got to get my priorities right. Okay. That's the end of this episode. Thank you for listening all the way through to the end of this rambling stuff that I, I upload for you. Um, and uh, I sincerely hope that, uh, you know, you're enjoying it and all that sort of thing. I'm, I think you are. I mean, most of the most of the messages I get are very positive. Sometimes people send me uh, criticisms, you know, like recently I had some uh, critical comments on the page, which uh, provoked some debate on uh, my website. There's a lot of uh, commentary going on there which is fine. That's great. I don't mind getting constructive criticism as long as it's well thought through and, and uh, well-meaning, and that's fine. So, um, okay, I'm now going to stop talking. There'll be more stuff coming soon. And don't forget to visit the page, listen to some anecdotes, uh, cast your votes. I'm very interested to see what the results will be. And then we will whittle down that 56, that, that those 56 entries into 10 
And then uh, that will be round two of the anecdote competition. All right. Okay, good. Looking forward to checking out your responses to the anecdotes. And I'll speak to you soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, bye, bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. 